You are listening to Intrepid Healthcare's exclusive coverage of the HIMSS Annual Conference and Exhibition. Welcome to HIMSS 15 Direct from Chicago. Our coverage is brought to you by CTG Health Solutions, your trusted advisor for healthcare IT advisory and consulting services. And now, here are your hosts, Joe Lavelle and Rayanne Thorne. Welcome to a special episode of Intrepid Healthcare Live from the HIMSS 15 exhibition floor in Chicago. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm excited to bring you Talk HIT with CTG with my friend and co-host, Rayanne Thorne, from our remote studio right here in the CTG Health Solutions booth. Rayanne, let's give a quick shout-out to CTG Health Solutions. I think it's the perfect time to share that CTG is a sponsor of the HisTalk Patient Advocate Scholarship. So to that end, we're going to jump right in and make sure we get enough time with our next guest. Absolutely. I can't wait to introduce Amanda Green. Amanda's one of the five scholarship winners that we've had talked about. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Amanda's dancing in her chair. I like the music. She's been our most fun guest. <laughs> yep. Before we begin our discussion, Amanda, just tell the audience a little about your background and how you became a patient advocate. Well, I was diagnosed with lupus, but before that, I had failed, literally failed, 10 monotests. Because when you're 15 and you're tired all the time, that's all doctors think you have. Like, right. The only option. So then I lived in Los Angeles. Well, you don't have mono. And after one test, the nurse thought I was a little crazy because I said, I haven't kissed a guy since the last time you tested me for mono. Oh. And that was depressing. So put me in a teenage group for group therapy because I must be crazy. You must be nuts. I must be nuts. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm a nice Jewish girl from the Valley. And so they group therapy said, oh, you're fine. You just need a little nose job. Pre-op. What? Nice. I am dumbfounded. I am Everybody dumbfounded. Everybody has a fun story. So yeah. my preoperative work, needless to say, my mom trusted the shrink and oh, the psychiatrist. No. I apologize. To- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the preoperative blood work, they were, you know, everything has a fun name. And sure. So it was a PTT test. And at the time, Michael Jackson had a song called PYT. Right. Like pretty young thing. So right. I'm like, oh, P- PTT, pretty terrific thing. That's, a, that's what I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to be great at this, you know, for the nose job. That's why they're taking my PTT test. Anyway, the PTT test came back abnormal and it's an elective surgery and the responsible plastic surgeon came back and said, this is an elective surgery and you could bleed on the table. Needless to say, six months later, diagnostic tests, they did a blood time test. And I guess after five minutes, most people stop. But the phlebotomist was new or a trainee phlebotomist, which most people at 15 don't know what a phlebotomist is. Right. So that's a big word that like. That's a big word. And it's scary. SAT. Right. You're like, whoa, that's not even like. That's not even a real word. Lab tech, please. Why can't you spell that with an F? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like that F word. (laughs) Um, but, um, she ran out of like these little. Di- she wasn't putting any pressure on. Them. She ran out of the discs, right. really, to like take the blood and right. like Hello, the wipe. Five. So the, the little wipe. The lab is like, why aren't, don't you put pressure on it and say over five minutes? This was like twelve minutes later, and I'm like, okay, great. So I've obviously failed this blood test. Long story short, it's not this. It's not this. They did um, the bone marrow test, where they right. like, scrape the bone, like really Painful. fun and. Well, you don't have anemia, and you don't have leukemia, and you don't have any anemias, and we're not sure what you have just yet. Months later, 
I got out of the San Fernando Valley and realized we're close to Los Angeles and let's go to Cedars and UCLA. And yeah, get some big let's go. Let's go to the real place. This is a, obviously not mono and something bigger. And finally, they told me, "Is it lupus? It's lupus." I mean, so this was long before house, right? And I'm like lupus. The only thing I word I've heard of was lupus is this little guy who played a baseball game and bad news bears, and he had I a remember running, him. And he had a runny nose. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it depends. People of a certain age, it's like right. you remember lupus had the runny nose all That's the time. That's right. So I learned about lupus, and by being a patient who questioned things, and and my family is not into alternative healing but a cousin of my mother's is jerry jampolsky so he's always into like you know loving letting go of fear and alternative medicine and finding the healthiest way sure to figure things out so we found a different you know found a different a, found, way found, found alternative different way. treatment before we move on from this tell us what is lupus what is it well i love saying lupus is an autoimmune disease because that still scares everybody else. yeah well that scares but, them even more now for the last 20 30 years right right exactly but it's not contagious it's okay almost the opposite of it. like hugs and smiles are contagious lupus is not okay <laughs> no, it's not, that's great i mean you know, i'm writing I mean, that down that's tweetable yeah thank, thank you <laughs> I, and, I, and i tweeted that a lot so good but hu- hugs and smiles are contagious lupus is not um but it's an autoimmune disease which means that my autoimmune disease my um, immune system tends to overreact so flying to chicago somebody three rows ahead of me sneezed i was like oh. where's the Lysol? And right right just very, you know, I just you have to be prepared for like public things like a huge conference always, like him. So. Always, so I'm just super aware of my immunity and with, and I don't want to define what lupus is because there's 1.5 million lupus patients in America and everybody has lupus differently. Common symptoms would include joint pain and inflammation, chronic fatigue, sensitivity to the sun. I mean, there are some commonalities, but everybody's different and. Um, like I recently had a mouth sore and I've been, I've had lupus 33 years to, as of two weeks ago. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Amanda. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I mean, right. So you right. got to celebrate what you can. You and, do. And as my shirt says that I'm wearing today, lupus awareness is fun, but lupus is not. There you go. So I love that. Thank you. Um, but I try to just, you got to find. And with lupus, this, there's another F word. It's not phlebotomist, but it's flare. Flare. Okay. And when you have lupus, you want to avoid a flare. But I like to live with flare. So how? So that kind of shifted. That's what kind of, I guess, what brought me right. eventually here was when I started shifting that idea of changing the word flare to flare. And what like flare own, means and to you. It. Right. Exactly. Like I can avoid that flare, but I can find the other flare and find the balance. Shine the light on, on what? You've suffered what others suffer. And there's so many patients online that kind of embrace being sick. Yes. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. And we all have our diseases. We're all different. Right. I have my disease. Not like I have my lupus, but my lupus is mine and I'm going to treat it my My way. way. Right. (laughs) Thank you. Exactly. Right. And you might not agree with everything I do, but it's my choice. And I'm not choosing to say, oh, I have lupus and I should be in bed and I really shouldn't be walking at hymns for three days with all these like i can with too many people and everybody's what if somebody has a cold and i'm you have to be very careful i'm like why would i stop being a health activist right i'm not gonna let that stop me i'm gonna do what i need to be prepared so 
I might be wearing orthotic insoles <laughs> under my purple tennis shoes. There you go. <laughs> I might have a lidocaine patch on my ankles that you can't see. Yeah. I might have taken some pain medicine like turmeric, which is an alternative. Right. So you don't know what I had to do to be here. But right. I look good. Right? You, I mean, yes, you, you know, as, as you are talking, Amanda, I, I, um, I mentioned earlier in an early interview that I'm, I'm a longtime, lifetime sufferer of asthma. And I have come to a place in my life as a 52-year-old woman that I know what I need to do to stay healthy. And no doctor can give me a new way to live my life because I've been healthy, really healthy for the last 10 to 15 years. Knock on wood, definitely. But it's because I have taken my own health care into my hand and I know what to do the minute I feel like I'm starting to get sick. And that's exactly what you're saying. Don't just rely on a doctor to tell you what to do to get better. Understand your body. Understand what causes a flare, right, uh, for you personally, because it may be different for you than another lupus sufferer. And then understand how you can change that path. How can you stop the flare? How can you use your own personal flare as a way to get a message out? Exactly. And with, sometimes it's like you have to be a detective and you, symptom tracker. And like, oh, wait, I, I'm going to HIMSS for three days. I know I'm taking a week off. Like once I get home, it's not, right. HIMSS isn't over for me. Right. It's like I have right. down days, down, like. That's right. And then the shopping list of what my husband needs for when I get home. That's right. It's like, what What do you mean water? Lots of water. I need water when you get home and this kind of tea or like I need whatever. Greek, I, I need my Greek yogurt. I, right. You know, like. I, well, you know what works for you. And that's. And it's all about preparing and whatever your chronic illness is, whether it's lupus or asthma or something else, I think as patients, you know, we always say, oh, it's the healthcare provider. But I like to think of, the t- you know, we're partners in this and it's about, you know, at least here at HIMSS, you know, everybody wants to engage the patient. Right. And if the patients aren't engaged in realizing like this is my life and my body and my doc, nobody's going to care as much about my body and my health as I am. No, right. I mean, concierge doctors might get a lot of money, but they're still not going to have a personal stake in it. Right. Sorry. Amanda, one of the things that I've really enjoyed the last year about social media is the emergence of tweet chats. I know you lead a tweet chat. Uh, I think it's lupus chat. Tell us about that and who joins and kind of what what you talk about. Well, like you said, the emergence of social media healthcare chats has grown immensely and Tiffany and at, at Tiffany and Lupus, Tiffany Peterson actually found me on Twitter. She was diagnosed, I think, 48 days before she found me on Twitter. And we realized there's all these chats and maybe they'll talk about lupus during May, which is Lupus Awareness Month. But we have lupus all year long. That's right. And so how do we start a chat? Do we need a doctor? What, like, And basically to start a Twitter chat, you need to get a simpler and say, we, we're claiming this healthcare hashtag right. and we're claiming this identity. And so it's Tiffany and I, we work together because we, two people with lupus is like one superwoman. That's awesome. So every other week um, on Sunday afternoons um, at three o'clock Eastern, 12 noon Pacific, you can find us on Twitter, hashtag lupus chat. And Tiffany and lupus and I, we co-moderate. We're there 365, 24, seven because if you have lupus, your questions sometimes don't wait. They don't wait. And when you're newly diagnosed and you find lupus chat, you're like, hi, help. And then, you know, I don't know how Twitter works, but I've got lupus and help me. The best kind of group therapy right there. And so we offer resources, support, and friendship, which is to me my first support group. Going back a little bit as to why I started Twitter, why Tiffany started Twitter chat was like she did, you know, she was newly diagnosed and needed a support group. And it's hard to get around when you're in New York to get to where you need to go. And sometimes 
internationally. But for me, there was five people in my first support group. And with Lupus Chat, on a slow day, we'll have five people in our Lupus Chat from all over the country. That's great. And that means you're giving really individualized information and help. And internationally, we have this wonderful um, girl from Germany that participates when she can because her, it's the middle of the night. But sometimes you have insomnia, which is like your pain is so bad you can't go to sleep. And hey, oh my God, wait, it's Twitter chat. I'm so happy I have insomnia. <laughs> I mean, when you see tweets like that, I, yes. I didn't mean to get too excited. I hope that didn't ruin the mic or anything. But I, no, you're you're great. I, but you are allowed to dance on the table. You <laughs> are. But she, but. We're sharing she, alternative events. She's like, oh, for me, it's called, cell, bio, you know, this thing called cell salts, which is like 12 cellular salts, which when I asked my doctor, hey, I have a German friend who says this is what her doctor recommended, and he's alternative. And internationally, you've got to explore alternative everything, resources. Right? And I'm not saying I'm a doctor. We always say I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. I'm a patient who this, this worked for me. If, you know, like, right. The, not like the disclaimers. Well, it's so important, I think, to share, whether it's lupus or something else, with the people that are going through it. Because different doctors in different parts of the country have been trained different ways. They, they do different things. And if you can share and find something that works for you, you know, what do you get with a doctor when you go visit them? 15 you gotta, minutes if you're lucky. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. <laughs> 15 minutes would be yeah, I mean, a lot. And just for me, when just for a regular good checkup and I have no questions... 15 minutes is I'm gone over what I've done for the last six weeks and like there's no time to discuss well what am I doing in the next six weeks and how can you help me transition my medication or adjust what I need to do to figure it all out which talks about the importance of interoperability and making sure that you know information is shared everywhere I didn't want to go there but I'm ready to go there it's why I'm at him that's right because too many I'll have a lab test at my gastroenterologist, and then I go to see my rheumatologist four days later, and they're all—they're already at the same hospital. Theoretically, all the computers are connected, crossing my fingers. And mm. he wants to give me the same lab test. I'm like, I had it four days ago. The result, like, then I'm wasting my t- pre-appointment time. Saying, so I'm. Right. I now have a good relationship with his office manager. I explain I've already had this test at the rheumatologist. Please look it up so I'm not spending 20 Please minutes of your time and making this find it. Before Please. the appointment time. Right. Not because then everybody else, because I'm not, because I'm Amanda. I want my time. Right. I want my time with my doctor. But I want it to be quality time. And if That's he's prepared right. or like, and this is, I know, ideal. And this is, I'm sorry to all healthcare practitioners that are like, this is, a, this is a, oh, you're living in a dreamland. <laughs> Um, if I could email my questions to you or somebody in your office beforehand, and perhaps you could go over them for two minutes before you come into the room and you know them. And you kind of know uh, what my concerns are, are ahead of time. So it's not like, oh, I'll get back to you on that. And then I'm the one who has to follow up. And I had a really great doctor for 30 years who I love him, and but he retired. And he's allowed to retire and he's allowed to have a quality of life and range of motion <laughs> because that's what... It was all about for me. It was right. making sure that I had a quality of life and range of motion. So it would be selfish of me to not let him be able right. to do that now. Right. But then I went doctor shopping and I had a much better understanding of what everybody was complaining about because I had been in a really lucky great. situation. You'd been a great relationship with How your physician. Oh, are there any questions that I'm not answering? I feel no. Oh, you have been fabulous. What What's your Twitter handle? We're going to get to that sure. later, but I, I want to tweet out something right now. So. My Twitter handle is LA 
Lupus Lady, capital L, capital A. I Lupus don't like Lady. Lupus Lady. Perfect. At, on Twitter, and um, you can also email me at lalupuslady at gmail. No spam, please. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're going to spam oh. me, I'll, 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 I'll just give you hugs and smiles, which are contagious. Look at you. <laughs> exactly. Look at you. But I would like to say for Lupus Chat, we're at lupus underscore chat. So you can tweet, uh, tweet the Lupus Chat all the time. Even oh, though perfect. The, even perfect. though the hashtag Lupus Chat is every other Sunday for one hour. But you can, le- you, you can, can, okay, so at, at lupus, lupus underscore chat. chat. Perfect. And also Tiffany and Lupus who, you know, started and created it. And right. Asked us to join together and work together. We're like the power women of Lupus. I'd like to Right. Play. That's great. What, what do you hope to accomplish while you're here these couple of days? I, I like to be a little disruptive and I, I've gone to a few, a few booths and have, um, you know, when they say patient engagement. And I say, oh, hi, I'm a patient. Engage me. Did they know life? what they were getting into when they invited I mean, Amanda to HIMSS 15? I think Regina knew. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I think Regina had a little secret plan. Um, there you go. Um, but um, I just like to ask, you know, and if, and if they're designing new apps or new technologies, at what point is the patient included in the process? That'd be great. I mean, you know, oh, we have doctors on our consulting. Yeah. Where are the patients consulting with you? Right. Are, are they consulting with you? And if you're looking for somebody to engage with, so, I mean, I'm married, but I will, I'm available for engagement. <laughs> <laughs> this one, she's, she's got it going on. She's got it going on. I'm so, so nervous. So thank you. So app developers, great. anybody that's looking to develop a medical app, please consider the patient. Not Please. just the doctor yeah. or the pharmacist. Lupus or not, the patients matter. That's right. It's been a pleasure to have you. you here. Thank you so much. Can you give us, so we've got at lupus underscore chat. We've got hashtag lupus chat. We've got at LA lupus lady. Yeah. Yep. Where else can we reach you? Um, LA lupus lady at Gmail. And I like to use the hashtag lupus style because with flair, I live with flair. Well, She's I'm got flair. What is that? What, what show is that? There's a movie called with that has all the flair in it. I can't remember what it is. I don't know. I'm, I, I would say I'm keeping the glitter in my pocket because I don't want to ruin your. <laughs> She's got people. glitter in her pockets. Uh, hey, you got to spread lupus awareness like it's glitter. It'll stick everywhere. <laughs> I love it. Uh, hey, I've been lupus lady for a while, so I've got my little tweetable. You're things. great. You're Amanda, great. it's been Thank such you. a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, so, you much. so much for having me. It's been an honor to be a patient advocate, scholar. And CTG has been a part of making this possible for us to share our voices. And that's... Well, thank you. Getting out the tissue. Well, thank you again to CTG for everything they have done for the Histoc scholarships. It, it's such an important part of what we do here during this week that we're at Hims. right? It's such an important part to continually remember the patient. Exactly. With that, we'll wrap our broadcast live from Hims 15. Again... Rayanne, a quick shout out to our sponsor, CTG. Oh, CTG Healthcare Solutions, been around for 49 years in business, 25 of those years focused on healthcare. On behalf of our guest, Amanda Green, my co host, Rayanne Thorne, I'm Joe Lavelle, and Intrepid Healthcare's live coverage from HIMS 15. We'll be right back. <laughs>